This week on the show, photographer Michael Zelbel of Good Light Magazine. I'm photographer Brian Fisher. And I'm model Roxanne Kelly. And this is Twip Glam. Welcome back to Twip Glam, this week in photography's Glamour Podcast. Each week we bring you a new photographer, makeup artist, or clothing designer, examine their portfolio, and bring you one step closer to your goals as a photographer. How are you doing, Roxanne? Doing great, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. We we are recording very early for us because our guest is coming to us from Germany. Germany! <laughs> Quite a different time change, huh? Yeah, I think it's nine hours away. Well, welcome, Michael. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you, Brian. And yes, I'm coming from Germany. Over here, uh, we already have sundown. It's basically night, uh, nearly night. So for me, it's late, but uh, I'm so happy to be on your show. I like to think of it that you just hand the sun off to us. <laughs> it's sort of <laughs> yeah. a loner. So yeah, I know I'm all about light. So yeah, handing the sun off to, to anybody, yeah, that, that would be a really good concept. <laughs> so we have been aware of your work for, for many years now because you have a huge online presence and with uh, YouTube videos, a magazine, obviously your photography work. Uh, you're a busy man. Uh, well, I mean, I, I see it actually the other way around. I'm, I'm really honored to be on such a podcast where you interview a lot of professional photographers. And I'm here as an amateur, as a hobbyist who yeah, has got some kind of online following, but I'm not, not a celebrity or, or anything. I, Just I'm sharing my knowledge online and I love to do that. Uh, at least whenever I've got time, which is not too often. So, yeah, I'm busy, but I'm not so active, actually. What brought you into photography? Actually, I wanted to um, photograph my new girlfriend. It's now many years ago. Now we are happily married for 10 years already. I, I have I seen her in a number of your uh, videos. She's <laughs> apparently your muse as well. She is. She absolutely is. She is my lovely muse. And she brought me into that because I, I think I was just so proud of the new girlfriend and she was looking wonderful. So I wanted to photograph her and I had no clue whatsoever about photography. So I borrowed some gear. I borrowed light. I borrowed a camera and we did a, a kind of bathroom scene. She under the shower, behind the shower curtain. And I took many, many hours to make this photo, but we loved it. The first photo that came out, I had no clue what I was doing, but fortunately it came out good and we loved it. And so we just continued whenever we had time, we made a few other photos. And after a while, a couple of years ago, I just started sharing how we do that. And yeah, this, this was uh, when, um, when people started following online and when we started conversations about, yeah, let's say hobby glamour photography. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, you, you say you're not famous, but I notice you have hundreds of thousands of followers online. Um, That's something to be proud of. Yeah, I, I think in the photography world, yeah. you may now count yourself as being mildly famous. <laughs> and yeah, and let's, let's from agree on mildly famous. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> very mild. The other the thing is celebrity. You know, I, I, I do a little bit of a, uh, I snoop around the people that are going to be a guest and people, and, and I already had this impression, I didn't need to look it up, but 
you have a great reputation as being one of those very good guys online. I think, and in our business, I think reputation is everything. Mm-hmm. I uh, I yeah. commend you for being one of the good guys. Yeah, I, I don't hold back. I just share everything I find out. Uh, I don't don't have secrets, and I encourage people to try out, play around, and mostly I encourage them to team up with others. Yeah, in in my opinion, um, for a number of years now, I basically repeated that uh, over and over. I think photography is a team sport nowadays. It's not this one-man lonely wolf show that it was like, I don't know, many years ago, at least in the perception of the public. I think the real pros often worked in teams. But now I think even for hobbyists, it's a team sport. You can team up with your friends, with your spouse, for example, like I do with other photographers and make it so much better, learn so much from each other and and get uh, quicker in producing good and, and nice results and have much more fun. And uh, from that perspective, I think a lot of people find that encouraging and then they team up with other people and have more fun. Collaboration is super important. Definitely. So uh, before we dive into your pictures, I would like to remind everybody that because our podcast does include nudity, artistic nudity, that is, on iTunes and YouTube, you're going to see the nudity edited out for being uh, Mm family-friendly content. If you'd like to see the unedited pictures, you're going to need to head over to thisweekinphoto.com, look up our podcast, and watch the episodes there. Or subscribe to them on the site. Uh, Jumping into pictures. Oh, what a beautiful image. She must be a gymnast or ballerina. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was uh, one of my first photos. It's basically, it's it's one of the photos, probably the photo that put me onto the map. Mm -hmm. And I... I can't take no credit for it whatsoever because I basically, I just hit the shutter. I mean, she, Lian Wong, is, um, she was my, my personal trainer by that time before she moved to Miami. And we worked out and, uh, well, she had got a great body. Me not, but uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and she uh, was Miss Universe in the shape category by that time. She just won the title. She had a couple of titles and then she was just Miss Universe and then one day during workout she said oh now I have to do a fan DVD I need a photographer who does uh, bikini shooting and we can film that with the film crew of the DVD and then we've got the shooting for the DVD but I can't find a photographer it's so hard to find anybody doing this bikini shooting is good and we can film it and I'm on a tight budget I don't know how to do it and, and I thought oh my goodness she doesn't know how to find a photographer <laughs> yeah opportunity knocks yeah, and I, I said, I mean, I, by that time, it, I was brand new into photography. I had no clue about lighting whatsoever. But I said, you know what? I've got this uh, nude photo project there, and, and I'm into photography. I can do this shooting if you can help me out with the nude project, and we shoot some nudes, and then I can do some bikini shots, and, and we can film that, or your team can film that. No problem, if you like to. And she said, oh, yeah, let's let's go for it next week. Uh, let's make it happen. You know, for saying that you you don't have uh, at this point in your career experience yeah. lighting, the first thing no. I did is looked at that and I went, "Wow, that that is a clever way it's lit from the sides yeah. and mm-hmm. brought yes. out all the muscles in the stomach without looking yeah. manly." Yeah, and it is still feminine. Yeah, uh, wow. I I have to. It may have been serendipitous, but uh, that was good. 
<laughs> Actually, like I said, I can't I can't take any credit for that because what I did was just um, I found a friend or, or somebody I just had uh, met in, in a photo um, meetup, let's say, uh, Herbert, Herbert Vanhoff, a good photographer, and he had access to a studio, not his own, but a friend's studio, and he knew about lighting and so on. So I directly phoned him and said, Herbert, uh, next week I will have Miss Universe Shape over there. Uh, she wanted to do nudes and bikini. I need somebody to light and probably to shoot along, do photos with us. Yeah, can can you help me out? And she, yeah, of that course, was a he jumped rough on. Sell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew he would say yes, um, and and uh, so basically he did the light with the two strip lights from left and right onto her. And in this case, we, we also had a couple of other other scenes. And uh, we did it in the studio of his friend. And um, yeah, the videographer, he could shoot some, some nice video scenes. She could put it onto her uh, fan DVD. Then we did some nudes and she even did, she even put it one of the nudes onto the cover of that DVD. Oh, where wow. I wouldn't expect that, that she would say yes to nudes, but she did. And she, she loved them. She loved what we were doing. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I didn't have much more to do than hitting the shutter at the right moment. This this pose that you see, this is just one pose of her um, of her uh, how to say that of her show. Uh, so mm -hmm. so she knew that one. I don't. I mean, I couldn't hold such a pose anyway. I couldn't even think of uh, anybody doing that. But she just <laughs> showed she can do. We moved the light a little bit, and yeah, there was a photo. wasn't wasn't actually too hard. It's kind of funny to imagine you trying to do that. <laughs> <for an image. laughs> no way! No way! Uh, on to our next picture. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It almost looks like a veil, like she's getting married, but it she hasn't gotten beautiful. dressed yet. Just her veil. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, uh, is this another early picture or is this further along? Yes. Uh, this is a little bit further along, but the picture before was, was an example of um, yeah, me teaming up with a more experienced, much, much more experienced photographer in order to learn. And this is the other way around. I was teaming up with Samara, a very young female photographer who reached out to me and wanted to learn at a point in time when, when I already had a little bit of reputation. And I do these things every now and then that I take our photographers online and mentor them. And in this case, she um, she's also beautiful, um, yeah, not model, it's, it's, it's not her, her, her thing, but she's beautiful and she can model. So um, we worked together. She was modeling for me. I was modeling for her. And we exchanged techniques and so on. And this is an example for teaming up with a less experienced photographer. Because what I found was one of the best ways to learn techniques for me is to teach them. And then I really have to learn them. Then I really have to look into the details. And I really have to formulate how it's actually working. Mm -hmm. So teaming up with more experienced photographers is obviously important to learn, but teaming up with less experienced photographers, mentoring them, I think it's a great experience. So I would suggest that to anybody who figured out anything in photography, pass it on to other people who, uh, who would like to learn it. It's okay. just great. And in this case, um, with her and with me, we, we could just do a lot of experimental shots because among photographers, you've got this kind of trust and, and um, you want to find out things. So we could use like over there a little bit of, of transparent or translucent fabric, make it wet and let it flow down and so on and see what, what happens. Oh, the fabric is wet in this photo. Actually, it's wet because it's a very lightweight fabric. It usually doesn't doesn't fall like that, so oh. you have to make it wet in order to to get these long lines. Mm -hmm. um, it's 
It's not very comfortable to have this wet fabric uh, over the body. Oh, why not? <laughs> it's getting cold. It's unbelievably chilling because it's wet. Then it's cooling down. It's cooling down much more than room temperature. Mm -hmm. So you can even have a very warmed up studio. But with a wet fabric over the skin, it's, it's going to be chilly very soon. So you have to be fast shooting that. But this is stuff that, that, that I found out when experimenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. the... the elbows out like that is a very interesting form it sort of brings your attention right in where normally you'd be aiming at the face that's sort of i, I it's an interesting visual experience if you ignore that it's a person and look at mm. all those vertical lines and then those two triangles which of course triangles are very powerful photographically mm. as far as drawing your attention i i find my eyes sort of looking I, well, I end up on the bosom side yeah. that you can see, yeah, and the then the face. The it's beautiful, but it it really forces your eye to sort of wander around her body. As far as you know, you don't just solidly look mm. at one thing and stare at it. You work around the image, and uh, it's really quite interesting. Very. Thank you very much. This one's really interesting. So the other ones are all in studio. This one looks like it's shot in a barn with. Literally with hay on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Was it on, on location or did you uh, create your... Yeah, this is uh, kind of on location. It's also an example for teaming up in this case with uh, friends. Uh, this is one of our friends in China, Shasha. It's, it's uh, an actress, in, a TV actress in Beijing. And this is done in our hotel room in Beijing. You know, my wife is Chinese and we quite often visit Beijing and, and, and other locations in China. And then we meet up with friends and, and have fun. And so one way of having fun is just doing photographs. So I came along with this straw, which is uh, basically a, um, a costume, hula hoop costume, which oh, looks like straw. Got it. And uh, so it's a hula skirt. Yeah, it's a hula skirt. And in the video, you can even see me wearing that skirt. I mean, there's a making off video of, of this shoot <laughs> online. And uh, it was just, just funny. Uh, the Chinese people, they didn't, didn't know that. They're not so much into carnival. Uh, and, and I came up with this horse riding theme because horse riding is, is really unpopular in China, <laughs> but more popular in Germany. And I wanted to bridge the cultures in, in certain ways. One way was photographing Chinese people in this horse riding theme. But then we made it more into a kind of fetish theme, more into abstract and so on. And yeah, we were playing around in the hotel, just blacking out the background with, with the light, having speed lights hanging from the ceiling. Um, you know, there was an air condition uh, thing underneath the ceiling that was ideal to hang in a hook and, and hang a speed light on top and so on. <laughs> and you get creative when you have to be. <laughs> it, it's an interesting yeah. composition. It is... It is firstly intriguing because it's got a theme to it. Themes are always, you know, they take it to another level. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's sexy, but it's not explicit. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah. a very nice balance. It is. Mm -hmm. It's elegant without and showy without being sexual. Yeah, just a, really... a little light going a different direction, and and it would be a completely different context. True. 
That's yeah, true. that's right. I mean, this is a good thing when you do it with friends. You can experiment until you are at exactly that level. You can go across the line. That's fine as well. Then you just don't use a photo, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can walk this 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 fine line because they trust you. It's it's all about fun. They they will love the photos. I mean, friends, you know, they just have fun shooting it. In the end, they they're happy with what whatever comes out even if the experiments don't work then mm. you know you just had a had a good time and some funny photos that's also fine so teaming up with friends for me it's important it's kind of like a low stakes practice you know i don't have to deliver I oh just, and, and i've you know done plenty of that like roxanne and i go out occasionally i'll call and go what yeah. if we do yeah. <laughs> and, I and she goes you're insane let's go <laughs> Isn't that fun? I really do like the dry uh, ice idea. We'll have to do that. One oh, soon. I I ran across a picture online, um, which I don't have permission to show you guys. But <laughs> when we do this theme, it's going to be fun. Model laying in a shallow tub with dry ice and uh, basically bodyscape pictures, uh, done with sort of a a low hanging mist. They're really beautiful. Yeah, it's almost so, like it's coming out of a fog. We have to try this. Yeah. <laughs> And dry ice. Yeah, yeah well, Mark. using the dry ice to create a very cold fog that will lay down in a solid line. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Um, this is another image that uh, you've got a picture, or you've got a, a video online, The Making Of, and I suggest everybody yeah. hunt through your site and find <laughs> find your videos. Yeah, it's very pretty. She's beautiful. Yeah. And her crown, is that, what is that made from? Uh, paper, paper, and some metal wire. Really? And in Good Light Magazine, we we have the inst- or we have a making of of the crown. Basically, we show how to make this crown. And this is an example for me teaming up with a stylist, even though the stylist is, is my wife in this case. But uh, mm-hmm. but still, it, it's a good thing to team up with these creative people because uh, it adds a lot to to the photos. Like in this case, uh, there's a forest photo. It makes a kind of a creature out of the model. Mm-hmm. It was basically rescuing the the photo shoot because we had a completely other concept it was a model from the ukraine who contacted me alex and um, uh, nice girl and we wanted to do some sexy style photos when she contacted me it was like i will do everything it doesn't matter just just come up with something it's fine i said oh yeah even pink shots she said, even pink shots doesn't matter no and <laughs> okay. pink shots what does that mean yeah uh, that means explicit that means oh that that is explicit and i she said, didn't realize that oh, that was the term <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, at least the term that, that many in the industry use for the uh, split legs yes. photos. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I thought, okay, let's do a sexy photo shoot with this and that theme. And when she came, she turned out to be very shy, basically. I mean, it was hard for her to, to, to lift her top, more or less. I mean, we did some sexy photos and that was all fine. And I said, you know what? Let's let's shift gears over here. You are more the shy creature. Let's do something shy. How about you are the creature in the forest? Uh, we, we had that concept for a photo shoot as well. So we went out in the forest for just one hour mm-hmm. with uh, this kind of clothes, this crown, and made the, the creature photo shoot, <laughs> mm-hmm. which just was, was much better matching to her personality. And that was what ended up in the magazine. That was the cover shoot then for, for that magazine issue. Um, just it totally rescued that photo shoot because that was just much more suitable for her than, than any kind of glamour, sexy style. She almost has kind of a Norse look to her. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like it a lot as a theme 
she's perfect for the theme. Her, the, yeah. She yep. doesn't have that uh, voluptuousy sort of uh, glamoury look. Mm-hmm. She's got that that uh, mean Norse goddess thing going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that the trees in the background frame her too. Yes. It mm-hmm. definitely makes your point of view go straight to her face. Well, and I think there's some value in that um, she's... She's again, as I said, not not curvy. Mm-hmm. She is very vertical. Oh. Her arms are thin. They, even though you can't really see them, you know that that she is thin. And then the trees have they block the picture nicely. Yeah, they do. Whereas if, yeah, if I, she was very curvy, they would be that wouldn't work. Yeah. Then it might be a contrast. I mean, I, I try to search for such framing. I try to avoid trees going through the head of the model or, or yeah. any line going through the neck, cutting off here. I mean, sometimes uh-huh. it happens to me, but or sometimes I think, okay, you have to die one death. If you go down with your perspective, then that is cutting the head. If you go up, then the other thing is, okay, then, then you've got to make a choice. But usually I try to frame my uh, models by structures in the background mm-hmm. and it can work with curvy uh, models as well if you've got straight lines and then just position, position them strategically. Mm-hmm. It can work, but yeah, in this case, it's all about tall lines. And yeah, that works fine as well. With my students, I tell them over and over again that uh, before you pull the trigger, look behind your model. I, more amazing mm-hmm. shots have been destroyed by the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a matter of taking that moment to look behind and go, oh, that's not good. Do you remember (laughs) at the nude beach when we were shooting a couple of weeks ago? Like, nope, we can't Mm -hmm. shoot yet. We got to wait for that guy to get out of the frame. We had a guy that I think he was strategically trying to bomb us in the background. I know. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I love this. This is so fun. This looks like a... um, a hair salon's um, dramatic photo of of a yeah, new haircut. I think so too. It, I yeah. like the tonal qualities. Yeah, it, it, the, mm. just the 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 color range is very pleasing. Mm-hmm. Well, I love yeah. the highlights in the hair too. The red, but it's almost mm, auburn. Anyway, beautiful. <laughs> I presume is. this is shot on strobes and, and nice fast strobes to freeze that hair because the detail is perfect. Mm, it's shot on speed light, like many of my photos, but uh, they, they are fast enough. I mean, it's okay. Speed light is, is not technically a fast strobe, but she's she's not moving. She is, however, nearly breaking her neck because I wanted her her body to be really frontal straight to my uh, camera mm-hmm. and I wanted to have the side of the hair because this photo was, was really for a hairdressing competition. Oh, that totally uh, makes it, sense. Yeah. And, and I said, okay, around, t- takes the chin around, even more around, even more around. Can you do more? <laughs> it was really the maximum. <laughs> yeah. Next day she's got a collar on. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. modeling's uh, not very comfortable. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, okay, it shows the hairdo nicely. The hairdressers they liked it, and it, it, it's also it's, it's another form of collaboration. Now, mm-hmm. You've got these hairdressers. In this case, it's uh, Tony and Guy. You know, this is a chain, at least in in Germany and Italy and a couple of other countries. And they've got their master in every saloon, and then some uh, color technicians and so on, and really do high end hairdos. 
they go to competitions, they need photos for competitions, they need models and don't have the time to care about. And I, as a photographer, I've got models. I can tell my model, hey, do you want a $1,000 hairdo with everything like curls and highlights and so on from the master hairdresser? Mm -hmm. uh, a really creative, great hairdo. Then we do this competition photos for him. And I tell the hairdresser, I will bring models. Mm -hmm. want to do that and I, I'll bring a camera and a background and, and then we do photos or, or we do it like in this case in my little home studio. I've got a gray background that's perfect and um, that's all we need. Did and they do the hair got... in your studio? Yes, oh. they did the hair in, in, in the studio because they don't actually need much stuff for doing the hair. All they need, they, they have in their bags. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they, they're used to travel and, and work on, on film sets and locations and God knows what. Yeah. So for them, it's, it's, it's easy they came over, the model came over, actually a couple of models came over and we did a couple of photos for this hairdressing competition. And uh, yeah, everybody was very happy about that. Good. So uh, happy I think, customers, <laughs> clients. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy. I mean, for, for amateurs, for hobbyists like me, I cannot afford high-end makeup artists and, 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 and um, hairstylists. Let, let's say it's a very high end. I cannot afford that. But if I collaborate in ways like this, that's pretty easy to um, to pull off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people forget that there is a huge resource in hair salons and cosmetology schools that have got a whole bunch of students that are new and creative. And if you roll in and go, I need some, I need to practice doing yeah. something fun, they will jump on that in a heartbeat. They do. They do. Is this your wife, by chance? No, that's okay. not my wife. That's our good friend, Coco. She's uh, from Korea. Oh, Korea. Okay. And uh, she was new in, in, in Germany. And I do voluntary work for a couple of um, friendship organizations. For example, the uh, Asia Social Business Club. And uh, there we do social things uh, for Asian people entering the country. Mm -hmm. And she was one of them new in Germany and she uh, was actually not a model, but she uh, expressed that she would like to get photographed. And then uh, my friend in this club said, hey, then you have to meet Michael. And then we talked and, and we did this photo shoot at home in our little walk-in, how do you say that, a walk-in wardrobe, a little, a tiny room, like two by two meters maximum, mm -hmm. all white. And there I just need one speed light shooting under the ceiling and then it's all lit because it's basically one white sphere. <laughs> you, know, you don't need mm -hmm. any setup other than one light going somewhere into that room. It really pretty much doesn't matter where. And it's all lit. And this ended up on the cover of our very first Good Light magazine, oh, which, nice. yeah, and it made her incredibly proud <laughs> to oh, be all of well, the photo model. <laughs> whether she is a model or not, she is extraordinary, be extraordinarily yeah. beautiful. She also yeah. she's good at posing. I mean, look at she looks so natural, and a lot of first timers don't yeah. look natural. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's I mean, it where was you her can... first time, but uh, but yeah. but she she got the vibe, and if if you see the video, if you see the making of video, you see how she's dancing on the set and and in a good oh, mood and. That, that was just a fun shooting. And I think you feel that somehow. You feel this energy. Mm -hmm. If you keep your photo shoots fun, if you joke around with the model, if you don't put too much pressure but just lead it, then um, I think you feel that in the end. 
I keep every model laughing with really bad jokes, (laughs) and and it it really does help. I I really appreciate that this is a case nobody looks at their closet and goes, I should shoot a model in there. Yeah, it's true. But but no, it really worked quite well. No, I I think it's, boy, that, that is... A great outcome for a very small investment in, in yeah, staging. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, this one's pretty too. Love the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. did where'd you come up with the blue background? Oh yeah. Um this is actually my wife Emily. And yeah. uh, she's beautiful. Is, yes. She is. She is. This is a collaboration with Photo Community, which is the biggest um community for German photographers where we upload our photos and get critiques. And, and so on. And uh, we have a big photo fair in Germany, Fotokina, which is every other year. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the community has got a big stage and they invited us on stage to show something, basically. What we came up with was this piece of blue fabric and the blue bikini and playing around with the blue fabric on stage and, and doing various kind of things. And uh, yeah, this was um, an experience way out of my comfort zone, I have to say, <laughs> really. Uh, it's one thing was... to run a photo shoot. It's a whole different thing to do, get up in front of an audience and, and yeah. shoot. Yeah, the thing was, uh, I had my little speed light and the shoot for umbrella. And I was on stage with all the stage lights going onto the model and, and on, onto myself. And when you've got, let's say, her head in one of the stage lights, which all of a sudden goes on in a screaming orange, let's say, and the rest of the body not, and then you have to make up with the speed light, go against the stage lights, that's not so easy. What I didn't anticipate was that I'm shooting basically blind, completely blind. I had set up my camera to transmit the photos uh, wirelessly to my MacBook, and the MacBook would put it onto the big screen, which was behind me on stage. And this connection all of a sudden didn't work. It worked next to the stage. When I got on stage, <laughs> it stopped working, was not restartable. So we plugged in an HDMI cable into the big screen. And this was still with my Canon 5D Mark II by that time, I believe. And that's still a DSLR, which means I don't see the, the result photo in the viewfinder. I would only see it on the display. But once I plug in an HDMI cable, the display, the display goes black. <laughs> So I have to shoot. I don't know what the outcome is, but the audience in front of me, like two, three hundred people, they see the outcome right behind me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, And and on this photo, I even I had to hold the camera over her belly button, not not even seeing through the viewfinder, just just hoping that the autofocus will have have it dialed and everything is framed nicely. This is the stuff of a photographer's nightmare. Yeah. Goodness. (laughs) It was, uh, but... And I've got one chance. I can make one shot and then it's on screen. If I would take a couple of shots and the audience would go like, oh, this doesn't work. So so you just live with what you have. Mm-hmm. But it worked. This one ended up in a, in an advertising, uh, in an advertisement, in a commercial mm-hmm. of a Photix, which delivered the, 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 a lighting mm-hmm. gear for this uh, photos. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's... They placed the lighting trigger that they advertised right in front of her uh, pubic area to cover that one, that part a little mm-hmm. bit. No Chinese company, a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was um, afterwards. It was fun. It was a good experience. Like I said, way out of my comfort zone. But you know, when you team up with somebody like Photo Community, with a big community who got a big stage, then they easily push you out of your comfort zone. And mm-hmm. in the end, it's good. In the end, you grow. 
I, I yeah. grew as a photographer. I'm not afraid of stages anymore. That's I've, great. I thought like <laughs> I've shot blindly on that stage and it worked. So, you know, what should happen now? I I am seriously thinking about doing Photokina next time. It's, it's, a, it's a good show. It's, it's a really nice show. I've, yeah. I've been told that you should get in really good shape because you're going to walk and walk and walk. It's huge. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest shows on the planet. That's right. I'll, I'm not going to tell Roxanne where we're going. I'm just going to put her on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not going to complain. <laughs> no, Roxanne will go everywhere. No, or you, you rent one of those little carts where you can drive around oh, somehow. I oh, tell there you go. I can tell them I'm handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> or I could walk, and then I will be handicapped. Oh, I love this, the pose. I love her pose. Oh, I, I have to admit, this girl's got a pretty amazing midsection. Very. Yeah, man, and I love the coat. It's just perfectly. It yeah. allows your imagination to go places. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I love seeing um, the underside, yet not yeah. sh- not being explicit. I, I like think it. the 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 bottom half of the bosom is actually sexier than the top half. Agreed. I also think so. Absolutely, that's yeah. that's my feeling as well. I yeah. think when you when you see a picture like this, especially. As a man, I suppose, or straight man, you're you're going to look at that, and your brain takes that the next ten seconds, yeah. and you mm-hmm. you you build a fantasy very easily from this, and uh, mm. it, I'm sure it sets off all kinds of hormones in your body. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it a tells you it's a good thing. So it, yeah. It does. And um, this is our good friend, Dominica. It's a Playboy Playmate from the Czech Republic. And this is on the Photokina. It's, it's in a recent show of, uh, of Photokina, where we showed the people how to shoot a cover photo, basically on, on the stage of our uh, of the manufacturer of Photix, who is doing, who's um, supplying all my lighting gear. And what we did was um, we post her in front of a bla- uh, in front of a white backdrop i helped with the light a bit and then the audience could come on stage and use their cameras to shoot their cover photos and then i would explain how to turn that into a cover and so on and i did a couple of test photos over there while doing setup and so on and while explaining all the stuff and this is one of the test photos which we then used as a cover photo mm-hmm. and uh, this was uh, for me, I wasn't nervous anymore. I, like, you know, years ago, I already had the, the experience of shooting blind on a stage. So now nothing can shock me. But for Dominica, it was uh, probably a little bit intimidating. She's also very, very self-confident. That's why um, why I asked her to, uh, to do this show together with me. And that was a good decision. But imagine you're on the stage and there's like two, 200 photographers around the stage, all with their cameras, all with little speed lights or whatever on top of the cameras. And whenever she would lift her arms slightly so that at least some under boobs got visible, then the flashlights go off like... <laughs> 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 it's a really. Um, I, I think you see it in the in the making of video. It's uh, when whenever she does something like that, then it's so many flashlights, and I already could see in her face like, ooh. I mean, usually she's she's so self confident. She's running around on the streets of Prague, of her hometown, naked, in order to do photo projects or in order to uh, do, um, uh, how do you call that? work for uh, an animal rights organization. She's very mm-hmm. uh, uh, big on, on animal rights and, and doing um, kind of um, events for that. 
but uh, this photokina thing, this was at the edge of her comfort zone, but it worked fine and she was very happy and, um, and the people were happy. They could shoot cover photos. And uh, yeah, the, the manufacturer that we did it for, Photix, they were happy because it had a magnet for their stage. It was the biggest show that they had on their stage. Mm -hmm. And this is, um, yeah, this is an example for teaming up with a manufacturer. I mean, we are in photography. We are buying gear like crazy. I bought a ton of Photix gear because I really, really love it. I mean, it's, for me, it's still affordable, but the quality is great. Mm -hmm. And then I talk to the manufacturer. I say, okay, how does this work? Or here I see something which you can improve and so on. And then we come into talks and then this kind of collaborations come out. So um, I think that, that that's a good idea that uh, even amateurs, hobbyists like myself, that we reach out to the people who supply the gear and see what are their needs, what can we do for them, with them, and what can they do for us. Sure. It does a nice job of separating her from the background. It isn't over-illuminated. A, a lot of pictures that have got a white background, you end up getting a lot of splashback onto the model, which is not mm -hmm. always flattering. And... Um, yeah, her, her, it's it it's nicely executed for magazine cover style photo. Mm -hmm. um, I like the way that her face is framed. Um, yeah, I, I, if you look, there is a an hourglass looking mm -hmm. at her arms, mm -hmm. and then the line of the jacket on the bottom. Definitely. And hourglasses are good. Yeah. Um, very. I usually go between half a stop and one stop overexposure on a white background. I mean, I, I see it in uh, the histogram or in the display when you've got the uh, highlight warnings switched on in, in the display or nowadays in the viewfinder with the mirrorless cameras. Then you see that most of the background or a good part of the background starts blinking. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit overexposed, mm -hmm. just half a stop or something, and that is enough. Then you don't see the hollows at the uh, edges and so on. Mm -hmm. I, I also like photos with these hollows. I also should shoot a lot of, of them where I expose the background like two stops, three stops overexposed. And then what? It, it looks kind of like dirty lighting, just like you explained, but also artistic. I also like that, yeah. <laughs> that one. Well, it has to be controlled. It can't, it can't be yeah. random. No, no, no. And for a cover photo, I think this is the way to go. Just overexpose the background by half a stop, and that's it. And and if it's not totally uh, burnt out white, this is something I can fix easily in post. I can easily pull up the, the very, very high highlights, let's say the whites, um, the whites in, 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 in something like, um, like, like Lightroom, pull up the whites a little bit, and then everything is pure white in the background. So... Mm -hmm. Just don't overdo it. Oh, this, is, this. this is more my kind yeah. of picture. Definitely Brian's style. Yeah. <laughs> this is a yeah. huge beach. I, oh, I mean, yeah. It just goes on and on. And there's no one there. That is crazy. <laughs> That's right. That's Lanzarote. That is uh, the island, uh, Spanish island, which uh, geographically it's, it's more Africa. It's at the coast of Africa, uh, where we spend most of our holidays, my wife and I. And um, this is on one of the beaches where I can catch the sunset more or less. Like in this case, the sun is, is already mirrored on the, uh, on the on the reflective uh, water over there, but you don't see the sun yet. But for me, that was more interesting. And um, yeah, we love this island. We go there for a whole host of reasons. One reason being you can take photographs and it's not crowded. It's, it's really, mm -hmm. there is tourism on the island, but it's not over 
overly developed, so there's not many people, no matter when you go there. I love it. And this is, this is uh, a collaboration with a hotel over there. So the hotel is, um, they usually, they, they, they invited us to stay over there. And in return, we would give them photos, like photos of their property and, and photos of, um, of people inside the hotel, or we mentioned them in our videos and so on. So for them, it's promotion. And for us, it's a free stay over there, which is great because the hotel is very expensive. It's more than $300 per night because mm -hmm. it's an, an adult hotel, closing optional, and, and these tend to be more expensive. Yeah. And um, yeah, making a week or two weeks holiday over there, uh, for us, it would usually exceed our budget, but this way we get it for free. Mm -hmm. and, and in return, we make a couple of photos. And this was uh, a photo where I explained how to shoot uh, with TTL flash in order, to, uh, in order to, to fill in the shadows of the model. So it was one of these one-shot things where we, you can see it in the making of video actually, uh, where we walk into the water, into the shore, and then Emily is laying down, and I put my speedlight uh, camera uh, left next to me, take this one photo, and then show it into the camera, then uh, this was, was the outcome, and the next thing you would see is the water rushing in and making her all wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scene is destroyed. But uh, one shot is enough in this case, because fortunately, uh, TTL worked out to fill in the shadows, and mm -hmm. uh, the rest is done by the sun as the backlight and rim light and so on. These so shots are really so difficult to get because of that. If you don't get it that first 10 seconds or less, then you're stuck with a wet model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, also interesting, but <laughs> not what you want. Did you end up uh, gelling the strobe to get a little warm? Uh, no, no, no. This was just uh, the light by that time is kind of cold. The strobe light is cold. And uh, I just dialed up the, the white balance. Okay. A little bit. So in total, it's warmed up because I prefer warm skin tones over cold ones in most of the cases. And this photo is is completely warmed up. Also, if you see the blues in the sky, that, that's uh, already surreal. And the clouds are a little bit yellowish already. So I, I pulled everything into the warm tones by just manipulating the white balance. Hmm. And that's also why, why her skin is got this orangish touch which for me just looks more cozy nicer warmer it's beautiful it is a, a beautiful picture and mm -hmm. again teaming up with locations that need the work that's there is some value in getting your portfolio to this level so that you can walk in and go i really want to use this space how how are we going to make that work yeah and where we as photographers are continuously going i've got to get paid in cash it's easy mm. to lose sight. There are other valuable things your work can mm -hmm. uh, give you access to. At least for us hobbyists. I mean, a pro photographer, yes. As a pro, you have to make cash, and then it's a completely different game. But then you probably don't don't work for this kind of holidays, which are in Spain and can't pay very much, mm -hmm. for example. But um, yeah, for a hobbyist, I think it's a great opportunity. You're right. Yeah, a yes. lot of well and. There, there are a lot of people out there desperate to label themselves as pros, but in some ways the hobbyist is the more pure artist, you know. If, mm -hmm. if you're doing this because you love it, as opposed to, I have to eat tomorrow, yeah, there's mm. definitely something there. It's there, They're different, but it isn't all negative to be the hobbyist. It's true. I mm. love the video that goes with this, uh, with this shoot. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> that looks like <laughs> it was a good so, time. This one's so fun. <laughs> it was a good time. And um, one thing was I couldn't talk to the model. She's Hungarian, didn't didn't speak uh, German or English. Oh, how but, funny. Uh, Barbara, it's, it's, it's a great, great model. And this is I teamed up with a beauty clinic. Basically, I teamed up with her because she, she was reaching out. Um, but she then brought in, uh, she, she's working in such a beauty clinic, but she brought in Sylvia, the manager of that clinic, and Sylvia then translated. Sylvia spoke uh, English, so I talked to Sylvia and explained to her what we are going to do, and then she talked to Barbara. And <laughs> so on. But uh, all in all, very, very funny. And I, I think it's, it's, it's a good idea to team up with a beauty clinic uh, who wants just promotional shots or get, get to be known more, in, in, in this case, in, in Germany. But uh, maybe in the U.S., you know, the clinics also want to go into the next state and so on. And if you can offer that, if you can offer some kind of publicity or actually nice photos, if you say, hey, we've got an interesting, uh, we've got an interesting theme with interesting clothes, style elements and location. And, and do well, you have she people? She is extraordinarily beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes. I really appreciate your treatment of her skin texture. You've, you've mm -hmm. retained the skin texture, and so many people would have been tempted to just make her into a smooth blob. <laughs> yes. um, it's almost a steampunk too theme. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a steampunk theme, and yeah. I, I really uh, I appreciate it as being. I don't have I don't have any fancy composure thoughts on this. It's just. A nicely done image yeah. with an extraordinarily beautiful model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we called it the glam punk theme because uh, we're friends in 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 that scene. And uh, when when I talked to them about the concept, they said, "Ah, it, it won't be very appreciated in the steampunk scene because in those in that kind of scene, they don't want uh, sexuality involved. They don't want too much nudity. It's, it's more about the." the dresses and, and, and the, the kind of vibe that steampunk has got. And I was interested in steampunk, but in a sexy way. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's probably not so much appreciated by the real steampunk fans. So I called it glam punk, just used a couple of, of elements from, from that uh, genre and uh, made it my own kind of, uh, how to say that, my own kind of theme. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even when, calling it steampunk. When, yeah, we look at a, when we look at a picture like this, I can actually feel ideas radiating off of Roxanne. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Roxanne, <laughs> tell us about your ideas. <laughs> I just, well, uh, yeah. I want to shoot steampunk sometime, but I want to do it in this fashion as well. I want to do it inside of a plane because I think oh. those are yeah. the old planes nearby I us. Yeah, I, I have planes. That would be so cool. I know you're... So, we're good. Yeah, you have a connection. <laughs> I would love to do that. And I've been thinking about doing steampunk for quite a while now. But I think this is more my style than doing the fully, yeah. like, the full dress and everything. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have sort of the uh, ultimate steampunk showcase here. We have the Comic-Cons, the, the, the big, like, mm -hmm. San Diego Comic-Cons. And we have uh, the Burning Man event here. Mm -hmm locally mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm gonna guess in our community the sexy look is perfectly valid yeah i think I they would appreciate I that think, <laughs> any prudes have been driven away a long time ago agreed go for it yeah <laughs> well obviously uh, your next visit to california outside. we need to team up with this <laughs> yes, yes yes i will come over definitely 
Oh, yeah, the, you're with the veil again. Yeah, another veil. and That's a very old-fashioned veil, the beads. Yeah. With the pearls. It kind of yeah. looks uh, sort of Eastern Europe kind of a look to it almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the vintage gloves, too. The lighting is simple and beautiful. I... I like the fact that, you know, the, the other elements in the picture, the, the window mm-hmm. in the background and those red vertical elements, a lot of people would have not bothered. They would have simply said, oh, pretty girl, nice light, has a veil, <laughs> we're good. But it bro- it brings it into where I'm, I'm looking at her, obviously, and going, wow, beautiful girl. And then you're like, is she in a barn? You know, it, yeah. it adds so much extra context and makes the, the picture... Uh, from a subject point of view, much more interesting. And I think, again, people, look at your backgrounds. Look at your foregrounds. There's People do not live in a vacuum. It's mm. true. It's a, a beautiful shot. Yeah, it's uh, our friend Cosmo in the... Uh, in the it is a barn. It's, it's a horse uh, stall, actually, in the barn of a friend of a friend. Mm. Uh, we wanted to try out shooting in a kind of farmhouse because my wife and I, we were thinking about uh, moving away from a busy Düsseldorf uh, central uh, flat countryside. We said, let's try out something countryside. And we wanted to shoot countryside. And, and turns out a friend of a friend had a farm and didn't mind. We, we do photos over there. And we uh, had Cosmo, and we we have got a lot of this veils and and uh, bridal dresses and so on because we shoot a lot of bridal photos for Chinese bridal couples. Mm-hmm. Ah. So I like that theme, and uh, we used it as a contrast to the barn because mm-hmm. sometimes I go like, what would be the enemy of this? For example, um, how to say that? I I want to to show uh, or I want to photograph a bride. In a bridal dress, what would be the animal of uh, the enemy of a bridal dress? Then it goes like, for example, a wooden barn. If you walk around in a barn, then it gets broken and it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't match there. So, so let's use that as a contrast, for yeah. example. A juxtaposition. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah, we we tried it out shooting in in this farm, and we loved it. So we took the decision we want to move to a farmhouse. And then it turned out we have to buy a farmhouse because you really cannot rent them over here. Hmm. But they are very expensive. Then my financial advisor said, boy, uh, forget about that. No bank in Germany will ever finance a farmhouse like you want to have it. A farm with a big barn that you can turn into a studio and, and a garden and so on. You don't get that finance. Nobody will do it. It's, it's, it's just for a bank. They don't like this kind of, of, of real estate. They don't do it. Then there was another happy accident uh, when we talked to the director of a big bank over here. She was actually a fan of Emily and, and myself online of this kind of videos. Mm-hmm. And she just just uh, pulled the financing through and said yes to everything and said, wow, yeah, great. You can do your videos then in the farm and so on. So we, we, we ended up uh, with a farmhouse right now where we just moved in. How exciting. Gut Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now, in the U.S., because we are so sort of capitalist-oriented and business-oriented, if you want to do something like this, all you have to do is write a business plan, and they will throw money at you. Mm. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, no, over here, it's it's a little bit different. The banks, they need securities. The bank, they need houses that they can auction in case I cannot pay anymore. Then they have to be able to auction it away. And they cannot auction a farmhouse. I mean, nobody over here in Germany needs a farm with a big barn, which you cannot heat and it's old and mm -hmm. God knows what. So it would go away totally under value. That is why a bank really, really hates this kind of real estate yeah. over here. But I mean, if you if you team up with everybody, I mean, my financial advisor, he's also a fan. His wife, she's doing TED Talks. She's doing speakers events in, in Germany, TED Talks. And I'm photographing her TED Talks, for example. So, so we've got a photography connection as well. And he got a connection to that bank. And he said, okay, let's give it a shot with that bank. And then we found out the director actually knew our photography online and was a fan. So it's a lot of happy accidents, but it's also a lot of networking, teaming up with everybody, and uh, yeah, then um, you can even end up with a farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so our last image, and this is, I, oh, yeah. I like putting this at the end because it is very Wonderful. striking and very. very screamingly sexy and yet not particularly revealing. I love that. I know it's, um, it's very, mm -hmm. you really see very little, but there's yeah. the impression that there's a lot more. <laughs> it is all about, it is all about, sh it, the, the picture is in the black, not in the white. Yes. And the shadows tell the story and, and force you to bring the rest of it with your mind. Mm -hmm. And it also, again, we were talking about skin texture before, the fact that the, the skin has been treated perfectly for texture. And and too much or too little would be horrible. It's just right. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't didn't Photoshop that images. Um, it's one of the images from an upcoming book of myself where it's about uh, low key body photos, low key body scapes, and that kind of photographs. And. This is a chapter which is called That Black Pink Shot. There we have the pink shot again. And it's it's the one chapter in this book where all the conservative followers and photographers will really grill me for. I, I already know that. That that will be backfire because um, my wife and I, we are a lot about making sexuality normal and discussable and, and, and break the taboos which are around nudity and sexuality because we think there's a lot of this very unnatural taboos that we developed in the last couple of years, basically, of our evolution, which come with a whole lot of problems and, and issues for us. And if we can come over these taboos, it would solve these issues, starting from people who are... Uh, who are conscious of their body or who are uh, intimidated by something up to sexual abuse, which just can happen in many cases because people don't talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we think um, when we can make sexuality normal, uh, it would solve a lot of things. And in this chapter, I make a point for that. And I actually say that's why I think pink shots are very valuable and they're a good thing and people want to have them. And it's, it's nothing bad about that. But you can hide two revealing parts in this kind of photos with shadows. If you work with shadows, you can hide whatever flaws that you don't want or that the model doesn't like on herself or like these two explicit uh, parts. You, you can hide them all with shadows if you just put the light strategically. And uh, yeah, this is, this is probably one benefit uh, of teaming up with models. Uh, this is this is also a model which uh, usually visit, is visiting us when she's uh, on a tour through Germany on a, or when she got jobs in Germany. Then she's coming over to our house and stays in our guest room because 
from our home you can reach every part of Germany very nicely via motorways mm -hmm. and there's a lot of trust we've been working together a lot and uh, for her it, it's no problem to do these photos which how to say that I mean that, that needs a lot of courage yeah, yeah, to, mm -hmm. to post like that in front of the photographer I don't think I would be able to do it I think I would be yeah. uh, it, one wrong yeah, light and it would be <laughs> yeah no I, I me either to be honest yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that, that's understandable but if you build up trust and if they know you uh then then they know nothing will go wrong it won't mm -hmm. be to, to their disadvantage right. so yeah team up with models like like the two of you do for example uh, and um, i think it's worth a lot yeah i i have always thought and and it's it's two fundamental views of the world whenever i you know, if you hear the, the typical grandmother who's like, oh, that person is too sexy or is dressed too sexy, I look at it and I think, ah, you know, the biggest crime was if this person in that moment of their youth and beauty, at the peak of their beauty, if they're not capturing that, it's, it is a sort of natural wonder that has been squandered. Yeah. And... um yeah, whenever I see somebody who's promoting modesty, I think that's kind of that's horrible <laughs> because there are so many people that are so amazing, and society yeah. has told them hide that. Yeah, don't yeah. don't let don't let don't and and in the case of a photographer, don't save it. Don't don't take a picture of the fact and and even mm. just you know there are people that don't want to get their headshot done because mm. they they don't want to appear sexy. Well, guess what? you better do it now. It's going to be gone in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, That's the hardest part about aging as a model, too. I, I want to wear all those clothes still. And um, it's definitely frowned upon you as the older you get. You are on the clock, young lady. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, camera right here. Let's uh, get work on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that is a wonderful set. And and if for anybody who goes through your site... Um, I can't believe you must have spent a long time going, okay, it's going to be this picture and not this 27 other pictures and that picture and not this hundred <laughs> other pictures. Uh, you've got a pretty good sized portfolio and it is all enjoyable. Um, yeah. We were talking to your, your, well, we've mentioned your magazine, your work, you, you're shooting a lot of things. You are living the good photographic life. Mm -hmm. It's probably not that glamorous. It's just, um, you see all the photos uh, that we had today, I always said who I teamed up with and, and who made this possible. It's nothing that I can do on my own, mm. by myself. It's only because I I talk to other people, I get them engaged in the shoots, and then then I come into these adventures, which wouldn't happen if I just plan for myself in, in one room and say, oh, I'm going to do all of it. I'm going to do the styling and I have all the ideas and so on. So uh, it's, it's also a lot of the work of other people which are helping me. Um, and I think anybody can do that if, if they open up to other people, helping them and also seeing what are their needs for photos. How can I help them first? And then they help me. Uh, and uh, this, is, uh, this is like... Um, yeah, it's going through everything that I do. You mentioned the magazine, Good Light magazine. This is this is a magazine where I wanted to share the most practical photo tips with uh, my followers. And I think this year I haven't 
published a single article myself in the magazine because I had very little time buying the new house and getting that ready and so on. Mm -hmm. But I have... I don't have the best tips anyway. Other photographers have way better tips. So I, I create a magazine where they can publish their good tips and uh, I can just spread it out to uh, to everybody who wants to read that and, and, and learn. And this is what Good Light Magazine is about, something which is more than my tips, but just me pulling in photographers which are way better than, than me or which have much more interesting tips than I have. And um, for well, that... Again, it's teaming up. I am on my second year of subscription of the magazine. And oh, really? I, um, I honestly subscribed because I read an article and I thought, I, I need to support this guy. And it's dirt cheap. <laughs> I mean, it's very inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I subscribed to it just kind of on a lark because I was like, well, something else good might come along. And, and I, I like to keep abreast of things. And I'd been watching a couple of your videos online, and I uh, I realized after a couple of months that I'd be like that that issue needs to be out. I'm I'm ready for the next issue now. <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed that it obviously is created not because somebody woke up one day and said I'm going to get rich making a magazine. Mm. You know it. It obviously is a passion and a love, and it you've chosen very, very well on what you put in there and what you don't bother to. Um, yes, yes. I, we have get great contributors. We had uh, Brian Smith, Pulitzer Prize, uh, Pulitzer Award-winning photographer, sharing his tips. Lindsay Adler had uh, a couple of, of, of articles in the magazine where she's sharing tips, and she's just awesome. She, she can teach. She can... Not only make great photos, she can explain how to do that with, with simple gear, Damien Love groove, um, but also many amateurs who just run across the one or the other technique, which is just great, and they can share it. And for sure, it's it's um, it's cheap. I mean, if you buy it on yearly subscription, it's just uh, one US dollar per, per month. But I couldn't make it free because then uh, we would be swamped with with a, a lot of bad things which come from free. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, to... I I have come to the point. You know, I admittedly, when I was younger, free was a magic word. And what yeah. I have come to realize is, I don't want free web hosting. I don't want free magazines. Mm. I want my dollars to buy the items. So I'm not because you could make it free. It would be ninety percent advertisements that I don't need. And yes, yes. so your your ratio of content is very good because you're being supported. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I want I would really appreciate everybody go over to goodlightmag.com and get a good look at the magazine. <laughs> um, what's what's do you, you mentioned can, we, you have a promo? Yes, we can make it. Um, I mean, you said free is a magic word. We can uh, get everybody who's watching this great podcast uh, getting a free copy of it. If you go over to goodlightmagcom slash gift, then this is the URL I uh, did set up. So when this podcast goes on air, then there will be the latest issue, which you can download for free to uh, your computer via PDF, or you install it on your uh, iOS device or Android device, and uh, just check it out, have a look at it, and uh, see if that's something for you. At least there is one free issue there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think to. it would, especially given our genre and that, that our focus is very similar to the magazine's focus, it would be silly not to give this a year's subscription and um, 
just enjoy it. It it really is good. I I have it on my uh, iPad Pro. I've got the giant mm-hmm. iPad, oh, and it yeah. presents Beautiful. beautifully. Um, you didn't skimp and put low resolution stuff in there. It it scales out and just it's visually gorgeous. And again, that's good light mag mag dot com forward slash gift. You can also find Michael's work and links to his projects at zelbel.com. That's Z-E-L-B-E-L.com. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks to our sponsors, guests, and This Week in Photography for making this podcast possible. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, or check out our unedited episodes on thisweekinphoto.com. Thank you, Michael, for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Twip Glam.